Hey, I'm Miles. And I'm Alex. And we love football. And here are six picks. Okay, today. Now, first of all, let's get the elephant out the room out the way. We've been gone for, uh, you know, quite some time. We had some uh, issues. You had to pay for the thing, but uh, we got that coming, and we're planning to, you know, be back a lot next year. But, you know, we're on the playoffs now, so let's dive into it. Uh, Miles, do you want to say the first topic we have here, and then I get started with it? Of course. So, usually every series, every single year in the playoff, there's usually a lot of, like, teams that, don't consistently make it back the next year, but there are just some times where a team just really blows you away making it to the playoffs. So our first topic is a team you just didn't expect to be here. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm first for this. One team I didn't expect to be here is the Eagles. Now, a reason for that is they had a rookie head coach, Nick Sirianni. He's done an amazing job. I didn't think Nick Sirianni would be this good. He's at least an average coach right now. Uh, and the way midway through the season, he transformed more into a running-oriented offense. They're one of the best rushing football teams all around. They got Jalen Hurts, who's averaging like 50 yards a game, which is pretty good for a quarterback. He's throwing 3,000. Uh, I believe he has less than 10 interceptions on 15-plus touchdowns. On the overall, I think they have the best rushing offense by 10 yards compared to any other team. I think the Browns is there. I'm not sure who else is there, but you know, there's some teams and they're all 10 yards below the Eagles. The Eagles have 159.7. Uh, speaking of running, you know, this isn't a very pass oriented team, except, you know, Darius Slay is pretty good at, uh, you know, getting rid of passes, but uh, there's a Darius. Yeah. Um, they got uh, their defense ranked sixth in rushing yards per attempt and ninth in total rushing yards allowed. So, you know, their defense is pretty good on the run. Not to mention Miles, Sam- Miles Sanders this season is averaging 5.5 yards per carry. So the whole thing around this defense is a few stars in passing. Uh, obviously, the receiving core is one of their downfalls, and that's part of the reason I didn't expect it. Rookie head coach, very questionable quarterback. Jalen Hurts has proved me wrong. But, you know, they're playing really well in the run game, and that is on Jalen Hurts too and Sirianni, and they both contributed to that very well. Uh, and that's part of the reason I didn't expect this team to go. And they did a great job snagging the seventh seed in the NFC, something that nobody would have expected midway through the season. I agree with that. And I also just like to note like how much their offensive line has improved because in the yeah. past years, we've really seen a lot of injuries impact their offensive line, and it really has hurt their run game and also their quarterback play, especially with Carson Wentz we saw last year. But yeah. we've seen what Jalen Hurts can do when he has an above-average offensive line and obviously Miles Sanders, uh, you know, it's really yeah, been think, it's really been like positively impacted yeah. by the offensive line. I think uh, Jason Kelsey he got today he got All Pro, so you know he's an All Pro center. So yeah, that's another good addition for that offensive line. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see what we so, got. Uh, I'm going to switch uh, to the AFC and I'm going to talk about the Oakland Raiders. So earlier this year in our first podcast that we had, uh, I really counted out on the Raiders because this was around the time that John Gruden had. Just been, I just exited as their head coach. So, just with the exit of their coach this season, and as the season progressed along, the Henry Rugg situation, if you aren't fully informed on that, essentially one of their star rookie wide receivers, um, he committed a he committed a DUI and he killed a young lady in in, in Oakland, and a very tragic event, and he eventually uh, went to prison for this. So, just with all that off the field stuff going on, I pretty much predict the Raiders to be completely done for for the season, but. Derek Carr, their quarterback, has put the team on his back. And I really feel like guys like Max Crosby has been on the defense have been stepping up big time. So, look, I didn't expect them to be here, but they're here. And 
and honestly, it's crazy because a lot of their games this season really could have gone either way. They're four and zero in overtimes this game this year. But just so you know, that's four overtime games this year. That's that four is, overtimes right, games. That's, that's crazy. And also, just just to add on with with the combined average uh, like average win margin in all their games, it's five point four points. So it's a pretty slim margin. So you, just to see these guys in the playoffs, they had a lot of fifty fifties and like late in games and a lot of late game heroics from guys like Derek Carr and stuff like that. Just guys stepping up and making plays. It's really, really, really just crazy to see. And um, it's really also also like insane to see them over the Chargers in the spot here because I know a lot of people, especially with oh yeah, you know everything going on with Justin Herbert and stuff like that and him really just becoming a superstar this season like not seeing them in this spot but look the Raiders the Raiders deserve to be here but I have to say it's quite baffling after what they've been through this season oh yeah especially you know they're, they're a real gritty team they got uh five uh you said four overtime uh wins you know the game of the year was the final game of the season they had a close overtime win which you know could have resulted in a tie so you know seeing them here is actually the you know it's crazy that they even made here. They ended off on a good home home game to get here, and I believe they're the five seed playing the four seed. So you know that's good for them that they would get uh, you know that high. Okay, this is one I've been looking forward to. I'm really curious on who you got here, but uh, I believe this next question. Uh, let me read it out loud. It is which QB, which playoff QB, who's making their debut? Like, do we want to pay extra attention to? Who do you think? Like, who are you looking most forward to? Okay, and the options are, I believe these are the, uh, all the QBs. Burrow, Carr, who's played eight seasons, hasn't made one. His team made one, but he got injured that season. Uh, Mack, Hertz, and Murray. Now, I picked Kyler Murray. Now, I picked Kyler Murray. The tiebreaker between this was the game he's playing. Now, the Kyler Murray, like, the game he's playing, this is a huge game. First of all, he's the best wild card team uh, in the the Cardinals are the best wild card team in the NFC, probably. You know, I don't think that's that hot to say. They've had very high highs and very low lows. You know, they they went one and one with the Rams, so this is a toss up game. I believe Rams won the last one, but that's uh, pretty irrelevant because you know they lost the first one by a bit more points. Uh, but this is a it's a huge game that he has to go into. Kyler Murray, it, it's it's just crazy that like this it you couldn't have wrote it better for like a playoff debut he doesn't have deandre hopkins and this would be a huge win for his clutch factor because as we know he did leave a real like for instance in a game i paid extra attention to about kyler murray he played the packers i believe in week eight you know he had a really good drive going but you know there was a wide receiver issue with someone not turning around you know tiktoker aj green but i think aj green he's uh you know, obviously that's not going to – I don't think we're going to have another scenario like that. But this this game could – you know, it's going to be huge for him. It's going to be his huge – it's going to be his first thing. It's going to be huge for Cliff Kingsbury. And I'm just looking forward to it. I'm paying extra attention to it. It's really true. And I'm really looking forward to see that Kyler Murray magic in the playoffs. That guy is the real deal. And I, yeah. I, just, I, I just love to see it, especially in the rematch. This is when it matters most, playing your division rivals in the wild card. Yeah. All right. So I know you touched on this earlier, so I don't want to repeat everything that you just said, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Jalen Hurts playing against the Buccaneers defense. And really why I'm excited to see that is one, because if we go back in the history of Jalen Hurts, he's the type of guy that has always had grit and always had, you know, always had the type of thing in big games. If we recall when Tua Tungabailola got hurt in college in the SEC championship at Alabama, Jalen Hurts came in off the bench 
and led a comeback against Georgia in the SEC championship. Those type of things you don't see every day. So I'd really be interested to see Jalen Hurts in his first playoff game. And I, I really wouldn't be surprised if this man just comes out here and really shows us something special. But mainly, I think that his quarterback play style was similar to Taylor Heineke's. And Taylor Heineke is a guy that gave the Buccaneers defense a large bit of trouble last year in the playoffs. So touch on that later. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be interested. I'll be interested to see one, how the Buccaneers defense likes to handle him, but I'd also like to see how Sirianni likes to draw up a game plan and also see if he tries to exploit the same weaknesses that Heineke did last year. And I really think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Tyler Heineke. So it'd be really, it'd be really amazing to see him just come out here and ball out. And I think if I'm not mistaken, the Bucks are favored by 8.5, but I think Jalen will make some plays. I know he'll make some mistakes. He is a young quarterback in the playoffs, and he's not going to be playing at home. But uh, I think he'll keep it to a less than a one-possession game. So I believe in him. Yeah. What One thing about uh, the game he's going to play today is if he wins, it would be the most impressive one. Quite frankly, he's, he's playing a top-seven defense. Uh, he's going to have to you know match the pace of, I think, the best passing offense in the NFL in the Bucks. So this is gonna, you know, it's if he wins this, this would be the most impressive upset uh, that could possibly happen this playoffs, and maybe in the past three years. Uh, but yeah, that's a great pick. That's a huge one. I had that top three. Those were one of the three quarterbacks I was, uh, you know, deciding to put. You know, I was also gonna put Joe Burrow because the hot streak, but you know, I had to chill on the Bengals. Um, but for the next thing, we have. Uh, which player slash coach, uh, which player slash coach is going to have, you know, the, who's, who's legacy slash reputation, uh, may be damaged or impacted in a good manner this game. And I have Sean McDermott from the Buffalo Bills, head coach for the Buffalo Bills. I can see Miles celebrating. Yeah, that's a good pick. I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. I wasn't thinking to go with it, but then it crossed my mind. Let's look at the history between the team that they're playing. They are playing the division rival, the big brother, New England Patriots. Now the little brother because they got rid of old man Tom Brady and they have young Mac Jones. So they got, you know, this guy from, you know, Jacksonville who's going to be slinging it against them, went to Bama. Uh, and I think, uh, first of all, I'll point out uh, the playoff record of uh, Sean McDermott. I believe he's two and three in the playoffs, which isn't bad for, you know, uh, a head coach beginning their playoff tenure. I wouldn't want to see him go two and four. And if you look at who he's playing, he's playing Bill Belichick. Now, the most outcoached game I've seen this season was Cliff Kingsbury versus Bill Belichick when Bill Belichick threw the ball three times against him and just ran the ball all through the snow. It was one of the greatest coaching performances earlier. I criticized Bill Belichick in the year, but it's honestly one of the best coaching performances ever. The game plan was genius. Buffalo had no answers for it. And Buffalo only scored 14. I believe the Patriots scored 17. Uh, he, he later got redemption in the end of the year and he won it back. I think he's got to have a good, uh, he's got to have a good plan, uh, for this offense. And I think this rushing defense, I think there's got to be some good plans for them. I trust the Patriots passing defense and JC, uh, or I mean, I trust the, the bills or I trust. Yeah, I do trust the Patriots passing defense. I'm not sure how Josh Allen's going to get out of it, but I believe he scored a crazy amount, but I also, I also trust the bills defense against, uh, Mac Jones, I just want to see what uh, Bill's defense can solve about that uh, rushing game. I don't believe it's going to snow. If it snows, it's not going to be good for the Bills. But Sean McDermott is the coach I picked. I think it's going to be an interesting game between uh, those two division rivals. 
I very much agree, and I also think that this is really a statement game as well, just for the Buffalo Bills as a franchise. Oh, yeah. They've been pushed around, as you said. Big Brother is the big, are the Patriots. They've been the Big Brother on the block for the last decade, and they've been pushing the Bills around. So I'm sure the Bills, Bills Nation, Bills Mafia, would love to jump on some tables and celebrate a win against mm-hmm. Old Bill Belichick. But I actually chose the man on the other side. Ooh. I think that this is a big legacy game for Bill Belichick, as it is the first playoff game without Brady. Last time the Patriots were in the playoffs, it ended in a loss to the Titans, where Brady ended the game with a pick six. The Titans were a, str- a, t- a strong team that year. It was Ryan Tannehill's comeback season. He won comeback player of the year that year. And there was a great year from Derrick Henry, and Mike Rabel was emerging as a coach. But I don't think Belichick's let that slip his mind. And I don't think Belichick's let last year slip his mind, where he was not able to make it into the playoffs. I know it was a COVID year. It was a shot year. But Belichick did something that he really rarely ever does. And he spends money in free agency. He spends those big bucks. <laughs> Brian Hunter Henry, John U. Smith, Matt Judon, and um, guys like Kendrick Bourne as well have emerged recently. I really think this is the statement game for Bill Belichick to be like, I've put everything into this game, you know, whether it was in the offseason, you know, drafting a rookie quarterback, then developing him, all these type of things. And he's put it into this moment right here to make sure that the little brother, the Buffalo Bills, stay down and they don't come back up until next season. I think this is Bill Belichick also saying, I don't need Brady. He was great, but I don't need Brady. And that'll be the biggest thing for his legacy. That is a great pick. I'm so glad we picked, you know, two. Now that I'm looking at it, yeah, it's two sides of his uh, coaching spectrum. You know, one who wants to build a dynasty and one who can prove that, you know, they don't need a certain player to be a legendary coach. And I think, you know, one beginning their career, one trying to look to, you know, start a new part of it. Couldn't write it out better. Plus, their division rivals and have a lot of history in the in the Brandy tenure. So you know. Now, uh, I believe that was our third topic. So yeah, uh, let's want to start us off for your first AFC game prediction. Yeah. So this next topic, Alex and I are just going to be presenting our predictions for the games. This is going to be a little bit more of a discussion based thing. Um, but I'm pretty much is going to be given, and he's going to be giving out our prediction and uh, score for the game, and then probably just a little side note just for the reasoning. So the first game in the Saturday window. So um, at 4.30 p.m., the Raiders will be taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. And I believe that this game will end with the Raiders taking it 27-23. to Oh! I, I believe that the Raiders will get up early and the Bengals will start slow because of the Bengals' inexperience. And I think that the Bengals will be on a slow comeback because Joe Burrow is not going out in his first playoff game like that. But I think if we have some Raiders magic, I think why not add a little bit more? Why don't they get through Cincinnati? That's a that's a ballsy first pick. I like that. That's a you know, I'm gonna match that up not quite as big of an upset, but I have the five seed Arizona Cardinals for my first game beating. The Rams, and you know, quite frankly, they've gone one and one in the season. I reviewed, I talked about this a bit uh, with, with uh, you know, in my Kyler Murray section. You know, I don't want the the Cardinals to become, you know, what the Bengals kind of became, where you know, all I talk about is them. But uh, you know, quite frankly, Stafford's pretty good in the fourth quarter. He's not good in the first half. I don't trust Stafford to keep it close in the first half. I think the first half is going to fall to the Cardinals, much like it. Uh, much like I believe the third quarter versus the Cowboys. I think the Cardinals had a really good one. That was a really good win. That's the one that ultimately convinced me of this decision. 
But I trust the Cardinals to get on the hot streak. I've seen them do it, done it before. Cardinals can play under the lead. They can play with the lead. They can do a lot of things with the lead. Uh, I think this Cardinals def- – uh, I'm trusting the Cardinals wide receiver court. DeAndre Hopkins is still out, I believe. Uh, I don't think there's a high chance of DeAndre Hopkins playing. I think he's ruled out, actually. But, you know, that's going to be a really tough one. I got Murray and the Cardinals – beating Stafford and the Rams in a very close one. That is going to be a rivalry of the future, 27-24. And that's a good one. I think what we really need to highlight in that game, though, is the coaching matchup between Sean McVay and Cliff Kingsbury. I'd love to see that, and I'd love to see those offensive game plans. And, again, the second second thing after that is really the quarterbacks because we've talked about Kyler. We're excited to see Kyler. But as you said, we got to see Matt because this this would be Matt's fourth playoff appearance, but he has yet to win any of his three prior playoff appearances. So you know he's going to be hungry to go out there and win, but hopefully he doesn't put that Superman cape on and he doesn't try to do too much because we've seen where that's turned into interceptions in his game this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think he led the league in pick sixes this year because you know, he's yeah, done a right. lot of Superman things. Not to take it away, he's a great quarterback. Glad he's out of my division. But, um, yeah, that's uh, it's going to be a really spicy game. Who do you have for your second uh, AFC pick? All right, so this is one, this one I've pondered the most on this list of AFC matchups, and this is the Bills and Patriots. So... I'd, I'm really interested in seeing, again, the coaching matchup as we highlighted. I'm interested to see. I don't think Belichick ever purposely shows his sleeve too much. So, 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 so is his deck too much. He, he has a set of, he has a hand and he knows how he wants to play it. And there's, I feel like there's a reason why he didn't play his full hand against the Bills earlier this season. I believe in their second, in their second matchup, not the really, really, crazy weather game and the one and the one where the bills won i think that it could have possibly been an even closer game and it was a close game until i believe a late turnover um i think that belichick's going to have a plan for stopping josh allen and it'll be josh allen versus the versus that defense and guys like matt judon to step up and make plays for that defense um but despite all of this i trust sean mcdermott as you stated and i believe in these past few games the, the Bills have been able to run the ball with Devin Singletary a little bit more. Been one of the biggest flaws in their offense, but as long as they're able to do that, I see Josh Allen overcoming that defense, eventually stopping out that Patriots offense. They're not going to be able to do as much without a reliable run game. They still have a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. So I believe the Bills will take this one 28-20. I just don't see the Patriots keeping up in a higher scoring game. Over, 20, over 25, I just don't think the Patriots are able to have the offensive capability against a strong Bills defense. Uh, that's a that's a really good game, first of all. I think that's going to be those two division games that we you know just back-to-back talked about. It's going to be really interesting. And this is, you know, both great coaching matchups, both going to be interesting quarterback matchups. Can't go wrong with those two games. I think those are going to be two of the best games. Now we got one that I maybe shouldn't have pondered too much, but we got Eagles versus Buccaneers as my second game. I like this game for the Eagles. I like it so much, in fact, that I have them losing by five points. (laughs) I got you. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get past this one, but I think there's going to be an impressive performance by, uh, by Hertz. I think Brady's also going to play well, but I don't think this is a scenario where it's just, you know, a complete blowout. 
uh, I got, you know, obviously Hurts is a young, promising quarterback. And, you know, we've seen uh, promising young talent play the Buccaneers in the wild card game, you know, much like Taylor Heineke did, who kind of has a similar play style to Jalen Hurts. Uh, and, you know, Taylor Heineke, when he played them, he went 26 for 32 this season and they won the game. Only six incompletions, albeit he is a dual-threat quarterback and only had 15 yards against them. But who needs to run the ball as a quarterback when you can make that throws against a defense like that? That's a very impressive win for them, and I can see the Eagles doing close that. I think the Eagles are going to be up at least one point in this game, but I don't see them closing it out. You know, there has been crazier times where we thought the, uh, the Bucks will lose earlier in the season. I believe they were down 14 to the Jets. Uh, you know, the Antonio Brown game where he was doing jumping jacks, taking off his pants and stuff. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I think Hertz ends up having uh, a rushing touchdown, a throwing touchdown, and an interception. I think he drops, you know, a triple single in that. I think he drops 80 rushing yards against this defense, and I think he can do his thing. I don't think they can close it out. I got 23-28 Patriots. I got Tom Brady closing it out. I got the Bucks defense coming in clutch in the fourth quarter. I don't think Hertz has – I'm not saying Hertz, Hertz doesn't have a dog in him yet, but I think it's much too early in his career for that dog to be unleashed, especially against, uh, you know, one of the top dog quarterbacks, top two the season minimum, Tom Brady. So I think I got the Bucks and one that I would have wanted to, you know, pick them, uh, not pick them, but, you know, I got the Bucks by five. I, I think um... – I think this is very true, but I also think just as you were referring to last year's game with the Washington football team playing the Buccaneers, I think it's always a compliment and it's always a good thing if you can make Brady sweat late in that game when Tyler yeah. Heineke, when Tyler, sorry, Tyler Heineke was able to go down the field and score. When Brady gets off the bench, grabbed his helmet, he knows he's got to go down there and he knows he's got to finish out this game. If you can make Brady sweat, you've done something. And if a young Jalen Hurts can do that, you gotta give respect to Jalen Hurts. All right. I think th- I think this is gonna yeah. be not a, a not this year type of type of game where it's you know it's uh, it's a bit too early for uh, them to question the Bucks. Not this year. Maybe next year. Great year by Sirianni though. But I think this is where their season ends. Unfortunately. What a great team. You know they've been in the second half of the season. It's gonna be tough. But I think they're gonna go. Yeah, I agree with that. But. I'd like to see them against this injured Bucks defense. Anyway, so next game. This one, it'll be sad to see. I, I, I do believe that somebody's legacy is going to be dying here in this game in the Chiefs versus the Steelers. The Steelers are going to be playing at the Chiefs, at Arrowhead. That, Wonder is, what, <laughs> that is one place where hope breeds for the Chiefs and usually dies for other teams, and I have that going the same exact way here. I have the Chiefs by I have the Chiefs winning this game. I'm not going to say by how much yet, but I do believe that the, that the Steelers' offense is going to get overwhelmed. As I believe the Chiefs are probably top, I think I believe the Chiefs are top five in blitzing percentage um, on defense. Like they love to blitz the quarterback, and they have the ability to do so. And I don't believe that the Steelers have a healthy enough offensive line, nor do they have a mobile enough quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger to be able to evade this type of thing. And Although I don't think I do believe that Najee Harris will be able to match up well against that Chiefs defense, um, we really need somebody else to step up downfield, and I don't know if that's going to be Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool. Both those guys, especially Deontay Johnson, can be shaky at time with his hands, especially in big games. So he'll really need to step up. And the real question is, can Big Ben make those throws downfield? 
And I don't know. If, I don't know if he can do that. I just. I just don't believe it, and I don't believe that they can keep up in a shootout. Now, the Steelers do have a really, really good defense, and in my opinion, a Defensive Player of the Year in and yep. TJ Watt. But the, this is exactly what the Chiefs do. This is they give you hope, and you think you got a good defense until you see Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. This is what we've been waiting for all year. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is a different breed, and Andy Reid on a bye week, Andy Reid on a week off to game plan. I just don't. I just don't see it. I, I believe it's going to be thirty-eight twenty-one. I think the Steelers might get a garbage time touchdown later in the game. They might make. They might keep the second quarter close, but second first quarter close. But I don't. I don't. I don't see them hanging on too far in this game. I think you summarized that perfectly. It's not going to be you know as huge of a blow. Last time it's still going to be you know pretty big blow, but you know a bit less embarrassing for the Steelers. I say we yeah goodbye Big Ben in advance. Uh, great football quarterback. Uh, issues aside, because we don't know what happened there, but uh, you know, it's Big Ben's going to end his career here, I believe so, and uh, I think I got the final game. So let's see uh, what the final game is. Final game is Cowboys versus Niners, and I have, I have a, uh, I won't say the score yet. Okay, so first of all, let's look at you know the matchup. We got a young defense in the Cowboys. I believe they're first in pick pickaways. I think they have uh, Cowboys is top three in uh, you know uh, turnover to getting turnover ratio. So you know they're they're pretty good at uh, doing that. I don't think I'm going to bring up a lot of stats here, but let's look at the situations. You have Kyle Shanahan, one of the you know best offensive geniuses in football. You got Debo Samuel. He was just voted an All Pro, rightfully so. I believe he's in that conversation for an All Pro. I put him top four. Good enough to be there. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, I'd say that uh, the Cowboys' defense, you know, they got Micah Parsons. It's crazy. He's having a not-quite-Lawrence-Taylor-like season, but, you know, this is one of the best rookie seasons we've ever seen from a defensive play. You know, it's crazy, you know, the seasons we've actually seen from these rookies in general this year. But, you know, I believe that's the best rookie in the NFL. I think they're going to put up too much of a problem for the 49ers. I can't see Jimmy Garoppolo playing well against Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs is, I'm not going to praise him as the best corner in the league. But one thing he is, is he's an aggressive corner. That's why he lets up so much yards and he gets up so much interceptions. Uh, he's going to, I think, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo can capitalize off of that aggressiveness, much like Kyler Murray did uh, against the, the Cowboys when he played them this season. I think uh, that they're going to lose uh, by a fair amount. I don't really think it's going to be the closest game in the world. I think it's going to be 34-20. I think it's going to be, unfortunately, a stinker for the 49ers. You know, some great seasons like Nick Bosa being in that comeback player of the year conversation, great bounce back. You know, he's competing again with young players like Crosby. He's even competing uh, with players like, you know, Miles Garrett and TJ Watt. He's becoming one of the best edge rushers in the uh, in the league but i just can't see them pulling off this upset against the cowboys i got the cowboys moving on to the divisional oh just as this is our last game in this topic i'm going to stage why i disagree with you and my one reason would be in the same way that trayvon diggs is an aggressive corner i don't think that anybody on that defense including him or micah parsons can handle debo samuel I think that he is the real deal, that running back and wide receiver, no matter where you put him, and Kyle Shanahan's going to find ways to get him involved. And the problem is, if you focus too much on him, guess who else they have at tight end? They have George Kittle. And he's been playing really good as of late, so I'd like to see him. I I don't think that 
Look, I, I, I'd like to see him and Micah Parsons go head-to-head with one another, but the problem is, if you take Micah Parsons and place him more around to, get, uh, to, to, to neutralize um, George Kittle, their pass rush is going to be a lot less effective, I feel, personally. I don't. I, they will have Tank Lawrence, they will have guys like that that are, are, are able to rush the passer, but I feel like where Parsons has really made a name for himself is like pressuring the quarterback, and without him doing that, although I, I, knew, I do know that Jimmy G is an average quarterback, you know, but look, I think it is possible. I really do think it is possible. If it, 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 I think it is this, this, this defense is really good, but it is possible with the offensive weapons that they have to stop them. And also I wouldn't be surprised if Dak does throw a, does throw a stinker or two, although we mm. haven't really seen it from the play from him in the playoffs in a while. I know the last time we really saw a good playoff performance was, um, you know, him and his rookie year with Zeke Elliott. But unless um, unless I think we really see some like really productive plays out of guys like Tony Pollard, who can really be a, a spark plug to their offense, I honestly see the Cowboys offense being a little bit static. I do think that the like the 49ers run defense will come up big. I think if they can neutralize Zeke, they can limit um, they, they can limit targets to guys like CeeDee Lamb. I think this is a possible game for the for the 49ers to take. Yeah, th- those are some fair points, honestly. Uh, it's going to be one game I'm going to pay attention to now that you brought it. I'm going to make sure to watch it. I'm probably going to watch all the football games, except mm-hmm. I think there's two on Sunday night. But, um, yeah, overall we got a great bunch of games for that. And uh, we move on to our next topic, which is a defense or offense to pay attention to this weekend, just a unit in general. We both want to pay, like we we want to point out, uh, you know, that should be acknowledged and should be paid attention to. So I'm gonna let you start that one off, Miles. All right. So I feel like this is one we've talked a lot about. Guys like Matt Stafford possibly having some questionable games and also just not playing overall that well. But I feel like a unit we have not played full attention to, although we've given them a lot of praise and you've given them a lot of praise. I want to watch the Cardinals offense because I really feel like there has been some stinkers for the Cardinals, especially losing DeAndre Hopkins. I think in games like the Colts, the Cowboys game and the Lions game. Now, if you if you if I didn't if I didn't know the, the how these games, the outcome of these games, it would be weird for me to think that they beat the Colts and the Cowboys. But lost to the Lions anyway. Twelve to thirty, by the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll put I'll put I'll put that aside really quick. But just to note. If DeAndre Hopkins is not back, I don't know who I see stepping up because I don't know if Rondell Moore is going to be healthy. I'm very high on him, but I don't know if he's going to be there. I really feel like the best playmaker on their offense is going to be like is going to be Chase Edmonds. To be honest with you, because I think that um, I think that Jalen Ramsey is going to match up on AJ Green, and J- AJ Green is going to be out of the game. So I I I think it's just going to be up to Kyler up to himself, and it's really going to be big on Cliff Kingsbury to you know, give a proper, like, you know, game plan. It's really going to be, have to be, like, a signature game for him if he really wants to win this win this game. And I really feel like, just in these past few weeks, besides maybe the Seahawks game we saw recently, and uh, I honestly can't think of it. I, I, since midseason Cardinals, they were they were 7-0 and to begin with, and they fell off a cliff after that. So they've really, really been inconsistent in these past few weeks. And I, it'd be really big to see if they step up or just lop. It'd be, it's gonna be really interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good choice for uh, 
who you would have picked. You know, I limited myself to one major Bengals talk a day. Now let's get that one out the way. You know, I got the youngest, youngest uh, offense, like youngest skill position offense in the NFL. I got the Bengals with a 4,000-yard passer in Joe Burrow, who, by the way, in his last two games, he didn't play against Cleveland. In his last two games, had like 900 yards, like 960 yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a passer rating above 140. So this is the hottest two-game streak I think I've ever seen. I believe he was top six in yards uh, his game against the division rivals Ravens, you know, which was a key game in knocking them out the playoffs. He dropped 525 yards. Uh, I think this is a good offense to pay attention to this game. Uh, they're playing a very gritty defense uh, in the Max Crosby-led Raiders. And also let's look at the other players because I got to acknowledge them too. I believe this is a better rookie wide receiver season than Justin Jefferson. I think Jamar Chase is the best wide, uh, deep ball wide receiver in the NFL. He dropped two 200-yard games this season. There's a good chance he'll drop another one tomorrow or the next day. I'm not sure when they play, but it's Saturday or Sunday. And man, it's a crazy performance that he's put up this season. Also pair that with a top five wide receiver two, T. Higgins. He had a crazy game against the Ravens where he dropped 196 yards and two touchdowns. He has 1,000 100 yards on the season basically he's he's playing really good also joe mixon one of the people who people were labeling labeling as a fantasy bust played pretty well this season joe mixon had a thousand yards rushing all those players are under 25 this is a crazy offense and i believe this could be the start of the dynasty you know uh, obviously as you can tell by my tone and my expectations for joe burrow this game uh, I, I probably disagree with Miles about that game pick, but, you know, it's a good upset game pick. And I think this team is one – or that offense in general, they got an interesting defense too, but that offense is one you need to pay attention to because it could be the start of a dynasty. They have a great coach. And uh, what's his name? I forgot it. Uh, correct me if you know. Mac Taylor? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the quarterback coach for the um, – He's, he was a quarterback coach before this, but, you know, Zach Taylor's been really good this season. He's put up a lot of deep-looked attempts. I believe they have the most deep pass touchdowns in the NFL, and this is one of the best young passing deep ball teams I've ever seen, and it's crazy. So, yeah, that's who I want you yeah. to pay attention to. I, I really think Cincinnati as a city deserves to see some just anything. They've seen a lot this season, but – It'd be similar to the Browns' playoff drought ending last year. Not in the same effect because obviously the Bengals did not go on 16. The Bengals yeah. are not that bad. But well, they haven't won a playoff game in 31 years. That is very fair. So the drought is indeed longer. But I do have to say, just to pump some blood into the city even more, to see them just go on to the divisional round would be amazing. And to see oh, yeah. really the, fa the, fa the face of their city, Joe Burrow, that Cincinnati I'm sorry, he's an Ohio kid. Joe you know how kid just 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 to see him take it one more step in the playoffs will just be even bigger, and yeah, um, yeah I really I I really do agree. I'd like to see I, I, if their defense can just hold the Raiders off for a little bit. Man, there's nobody that can there's nobody that can compete with them on offense. All right, so now we're down to our sixth pick, and this topic here is going to be what team. Is going to make the biggest playoff run. So all, obviously, all of these teams are wild card teams. So the road from here to the Super Bowl is a tough one. But one of these teams may have the possibility of making it there, and it's going to be exciting to see. But I probably have to go with drum roll, please. I don't think. Did you say which defense slash offense you want to pay attention to? 
Yeah, I said Cardinals. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Here, here. All right. Drum roll for the LA Rams. LA Rams oh. are going, baby. Oh. I believe in Matt Stafford, but not talk about Matt Stafford. We've talked about him a lot today. We've talked a lot about Sean McVay, but I want to talk about two individuals on their offense who have been very, very overlooked. I do have to say, I, I got to give big shout outs to this man because he technically won me the fantasy championship against you. And it's not Amon Rossane Brown. It's Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle earlier this offseason was traded. Sorry, or, I believe when Cam Akers tore his uh, Achilles. Achilles. Yeah, when he tore his Achilles, they, they traded a second round pick for Sony Michelle from the New England Patriots. And Sony Michelle's really been paying dividends in these past five weeks, I'd say. And he's been really effective, especially in that Ravens game. They give him a lot of trust. And I really feel like if Matt Stafford is, you know, if we are worrying about him, I think he'll be really nice to have two really, really good running backs who can, especially Cam Akers, who can catch the ball quite well out of the backfield. I mean, if the Rams can beat you with two good running backs, they're like the Browns then in that regard. And the, I mean, and then they they already have a, a quarterback then who can set up off, off, off of play action. I think the Rams are best when they can run the ball, similar to the Cowboys. They can set up play action and take deep bombs down to these guys like OBJ or to, uh, you know, Cooper Cup. So that's just one thing. But I do believe that this defense is getting hot at the right time of the year. I think Von Miller has really come on as of late. And I really think Jalen Ramsey's going to shut up whoever is next to him, he is not going to back down. And Aaron Donald in the playoffs, he's not going to let this opportunity pass by himself. The Rams have really put all their chips into this one year. They've traded all of their first-round picks. All their first-round picks for the next two years are gone, Alex. They yeah, are gone. It is pick this year either. That one's yeah. Miller, too. So, yeah. yeah, it is all gone. It is on this year right here, and I think they know that. So they're not going out in the divisional. They might go out in the championship. But if they get to that Super Bowl, best believe I think they got a good chance of winning it. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty good pick. You know, I did have them losing in the uh, wild card, but I think that the team that does that is going to have a good chance. You know, whichever one of those NFC West teams it is. Speaking of West, I picked a team from the AFC West in the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think they will make the Super Bowl. And uh, I think they're going to make the Super Bowl. I'm looking at this AFC. It's a lot weaker of an AFC than the NFC is this year. You know, you got huge hitters in the NFC. This wild card game is or like, you know, for instance, Cardinals and the Rams. The, those are two hitters in a division who, you know, it's going to be super crazy to see them even, you know, be able to hit off. Also, you got the Packers, who's the, uh, I believe they have the, well, if they would have, uh, not rested their starters the final game that would have had the best record in the NFL. You have the former champion in the Buccaneers. I think this AFC is a bit easier uh, than the NFC this year, and I think that uh, I think they have a really good first game. You know that they can just get past. And the only real thing I'm worried about right now is if the Bengals succeed because the Bengals did have a comeback fourth quarter against them, in which Joe Burr dropped a crazy 400 yards on them and four touchdowns. So, you know, I think they got that to be worried about. But I think they can, you know, I think they can beat the Titans in this current, you know, headspace. They were, you know, it was crazy because we thought they were going to be much better in the start of the season. We had our doubts midseason, but they, they've they been on a streak. They're one of the hottest, if not the hottest teams in the NFL. I got them taking that hotness to the Super Bowl. Maybe not winning it, but I think they'll be there. I like that. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah. And I think that earlier in this year in our and again in our first episode that we released, 
um, one of I think our shared takes was that um, you know Patrick Mahomes. We both definitely agree that Patrick Mahomes is in a drought, and this is more than just any little thing. He was really playing like nothing we've ever really seen before out of him. But we both agreed. Look, he's going to be all right. And I think one thing that we both said, we both agreed on, is that. Tell me, if you saw your favorite team was playing the Kansas City Chiefs in the wild card, are, are you feeling all right? Like, you are not feeling good. You are not feeling good at all. So I think that's how anybody would feel about playing the Chiefs, no matter where they are. So I, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I think uh, that was a good topic to end it off on, and that's our sixth and final topic for today. So, you know. It's been a fun ride. We're planning on doing all of these in the playoffs. We'll see how far we can get. Uh, we have the video format set up, and this should be up pretty soon. You know, tune in to the podcast for next week. Thank you very much for listening this far. Uh, we, we put efforts into this episode and hope you like it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Bye.